Judge, it's me, Gabe Pacheco, Sammy Hamarne, and uh, today we're going to be talking about The Big Lebowski, which came out in 1998, uh, a slacker neo noir classic. And uh, we're we're listening to well, you're listening to this podcast, and we're doing this podcast because of uh, my good friend and our special guest today, Mr. Joe Alfano. Hey, how's it going, guys? Joe, thank you for uh, recommending The Big Lebowski today. I'm yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Joe uh, is um, a incredibly talented stand-up comedian. I've known you for years here in yeah. New York City. And uh, is there is there before we get into like the weeds with this movie with your pick, mm-hmm. uh, I like to do plugs up front because that way everyone has to hear the plugs. Everyone oh, okay. turns off a podcast at the end. <laughs> So, if you do you have do you have anything that you're doing right now that you'd like people to know about? Yeah, I'm doing season two of my car cast. There goes the neighborhood, and uh, it's actually video. And I basically pick a person and a neighborhood. I did Greenpoint with a comic named uh, Danny Del Calle. I love Danny. So Del Calle. yeah, it was great. Yeah. So uh, that's it. I drive around. I have my car hooked up with a, a PA system where I can call out to the street and all that <laughs> stuff. I got yeah. It's uh, <laughs> It's pretty cool. That's awesome. It's like that and, uh, you know, the, the fact that I look and sound like a cop. So people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't want to give that impression, but it's just, it just it is what it is. You know, I could be just saying hello and they're like, all right, I didn't do it. You know, I think they're getting rolled up on. So, yes, I have <laughs> my uh, season two of my car cast. They, there goes the neighborhood is coming out in uh, probably like a couple of weeks. And uh, that's it. Where, <laughs> where, where can they find it? <laughs> on uh, my ins- I have it on Instagram and YouTube at I am Joe Alfano. Gotcha. And uh, my YouTube is Joe Alfano Comedy. That's Dude, awesome. <laughs> I, it's, I just now imagine comedians getting uh, coffee in cars, uh-huh. and but like Jerry Seinfeld has like a bullhorn, <laughs> and he's yeah. <laughs> He's constantly harassing it would be the same minorities thing. on the street. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if you kind of look like a cop, if right. you're shouting at someone through a PA in a car, you're I kind of li- you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't force it. Like it's like not the goal of the show because there's many I've done many episodes where I didn't use it at all. Mm. I always use it in the beginning to like call out to the person, and then like if we uh, you know like me and Danny were driving in this neighborhood and we saw some guy selling Christmas trees and I just drive by and be like, yo, the needles are going to fall off. And like the lady turns around like, well, you know, just shit like that. We don't, you know, especially now I'm not looking to <laughs> cause any problems. Yeah. Get locked yeah. up. It's go like to the jail. <laughs> the vehicular jerky boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. pretty funny. How do you pick the neighborhood? Does like the, is it guest dependent or um, you got, you just pick one randomly. It all depends. Well, like this, my family is from Williamsburg, okay. so I definitely wanted to do like Greenpoint, Williamsburg, sure. and then it all depends where the people live. Sometimes I'll pick the neighborhood, and even though the comic isn't from there, we'll just go around right. anyway. Because like, there's a lot of comics from Brooklyn, yeah, so yeah. it's like you can only do you know Fort Green so many times. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, look, this is the forty acres and a mule yeah. uh, office. So again. Um, it's. It, I live in Astoria, so if I'm doing Astoria, it's pretty convenient, close to my sure. house. I just did one on my most recent one. I did on Long Island, in uh, Ronkonkoma, <laughs> the, the conch. So you, re- I, you know, and uh, it's all video. So I gotta really be creative, especially if it's just like you know. I mean, parts of Long Island look like North Dakota, and it's like you're not passing something every 10 seconds so i gotta like edit stuff in and use pictures and image overlays and it's like taught me a lot because i've done all the editing and sound stuff myself yeah so i just did it i just learned how to do it by going the suburbs aren't as vibrant no not at all (laughs) not at all (laughs) but i like it's teaching you to be a filmmaker which is great yeah i've been in video for a very long time just not like this type of video i was a cameraman back in the day okay so I was, uh, you know, and I still shoot video to this day. 
for, like, for what type of movie? Was I was Jackie Treehorn type films. No, or? it wasn't films at all. I was working for when I graduated college. I was doing like sports video. That was one thing. So I would film like if your high school had a football team, I'd be like the film guy. Right. Yeah. And then I wound up working for Naira, which is New York Racing Association. I don't know if you've ever been to the New York tracks. Yeah. There's the Greyhound tracks. No, uh, horses. Oh, horses. I only like dog races. Yeah, those are, uh, some are, <laughs> yeah, those are illegal, I think. Are they still legal, those things? I've, I, li- I live life on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> that and cockfighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I travel uh, to other countries. What was the last dog dog race you went to, Gabe? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I want to pull get, your card you on that shit, get, dude. You get, you get two friends to go into the pound to go walk the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then you take him to uh, an abandoned street in Williamsburg and just race them from one end of the block. My the uncle other. actually, had, my uncle in Florida, my uncle Joey in Florida, he was from Brooklyn too. He had a, a great, he rescued, it was a rescue. It was like, he rescued it for real. It wasn't like now it's like, oh, it's a rescue. He like rescued a greyhound and like yeah. had a greyhound as a pet. Oh God, it, they're the best. Yeah, I was a little kid and that's how I found out about what greyhound racing was have you ever watched one take a dump though because no it looks they looks like they're in pain i thought shiver and shake i thought you were gonna say have you ever seen one run and he's talking about it taking (laughs) a shit i'm like no i that wasn't (laughs) it's a run it was fast this whole thing is taking a weird turn i like a i like a greyhound cocktail you know like a little bit of grapefruit juice and vodka vodka. Uh that's a greyhound that's a greyhound that's a greyhound all right i'm gonna try that yeah and a salty dog is one with salt on the rim. Uh-huh. It's a greyhound with salt on the rim. <laughs> 1998 is the year that The Big Lebowski came out. Can you believe it? The 90s, 1998. This Insane. is over 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. And uh, it uh, what uh, so what what came what else was a big deal in 1998? I'll tell you right now. Go. Viagra on the market huh. first time. Pfizer. Pfizer, that's right. Wow. People popping pills. Getting boners. That was a big deal because then when it first came out, people started dying. Sure. Right? Like you heard that's how you like found super old dudes with yep. heart heart issues, super right? Super old guys that haven't had sex in a long time were having sex and then dropping. Like mm-hmm. superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know it was, <laughs> and then it was like so hacky. It's like if you're gonna go, that's the way you wanna go. Like, nah, that's not how anyone wants you to go though. Yeah. Well there's that I don't know if it was yeah, on top of a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> Traumatizing to your partner. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He's fucking dead, yeah. man. It, it, it felt like that. There's that urban myth, or maybe it really happened. But somebody taking too much and having a bu- like a hard on for three days and mm-hmm. then dying after that. I don't know if you die from that, but I know You're what ha- super dizzy all the time. No, I know what happens to the blood. If you, the reason they tell you to call someone if you have an erection for too long, is because that blood in your your dick solidifies Ugh. and turns to basically sand. And that's true. Wow. I know I don't sound <laughs> like, yeah, this is like if you, you know. They call it beach dick. I don't know what it's called. It's uh, kinetic <laughs> kinetic sand. And no, it turns to sand. And that's why they say you have to get the blood removed. That from. is fucking horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the first time I heard that, I almost threw up. I, I mean, like, that's uh, not, I, I feel wildly uncomfortable yeah, right now. I, might, I don't know if people should take medical advice from me necessarily. <laughs> but uh, Not with that sample. voice. No, but, you know, I wouldn't do it. If They're like, if, hey, did you see the, this undercover cop just walked into yeah. the ER and is telling me. Hey. I got a bona. I've got a bona for a week. What do you guys want to do about I it? I imagine you uh, with a bullhorn while oh, <laughs> walking yeah. into the. You know what happens when you take too much Viagra? Yeah. Your dick turns into a block of wood. Welcome <laughs> welcome to the Dog Dump Dick Blood <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's, telling, he's telling us we need to dra- dra- drain the sand out of I the I'm car. telling you, listen, I'm telling you, I'm just telling your, your like listeners. A cadaver. If you take one Viagra, it's like edibles. If it takes, If you take one and it doesn't work, just leave it alone. Which you're supposed to chill with it, I think, for just a little bit. Just leave it. Like It'll it's be not fine. just like an, an immediate erection, right? Uh, I've never, I've never taken it, but oh. uh, I imagine. No, yeah, yeah, uh, not yet, not yet. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully, I got a couple good years left in me before I need to uh, enhance. Yeah. <laughs> in, no, no PEDs. <laughs> <laughs> no one juice. Uh, well, yeah. So, so, uh, so this. So what, what, right? else was, what else was what else was going on in nineteen ninety eight? Uh, I th- I feel like I'm surprised that you haven't mentioned this, or this wasn't the first thing that came out of your mouth. But <laughs> Pedro Lopez, uh, South American serial killer, which was who was confirmed to have killed over 110 people, 
uh, and confessed to have killed more than 300 between 69 and 1980, which is fucking a lot of people. A he's, lot of people. A, he's a heavy hitter. He was released in 1998 on Good Behavior. I don't know how the fuck that <laughs> happens, but uh, his whereabouts are still currently unknown. Like, nobody knows where that dude is. Jesus. He's guaranteed to be murdering people wherever he ended up. So here's here. Uh, I did I did look this guy up because so you know I'm, about him. I'm a more I'm a, a morbid guy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that a lot of, you know, the serial killers that uh, they kind of get the press, they have some other aspect to their, uh, you know, personality that kind of makes them more palatable. But this guy was just a total creep. He just killed kids. As, as opposed to the other serial killers. Well, right. like, like John Wayne Gacy wore like, you know, clown makeup. Right. And this guy I mean? had charisma. <laughs> the guy that you like. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is that that charisma makes people like they, they aren't totally repulsed. Whereas this guy, he just killed kids. <laughs> and they and were like, shoved him under his porch. <laughs> just let him go with this one. Keep going, Yuck. Gabe. Yuck. <laughs> Try to spin this. Uh, also, I think this guy just got killed when he got... The reason they let him out is because they didn't have life sentences in a... I can't remember what Latin American country this is. It doesn't even say, but I know the murders took place over different countries. Yeah, yeah. but he. But they, they, like, ha- they had to let him out after 20 years because they don't oh have life sentences God. or uh, death penalties. <laughs> so I think the moment that he got out, uh, the... Some parents just killed. Oh, him. Yeah. that would be a good ending to this so story. That's why yeah. he's di- he's disappeared because he's in a uh, an oil drum <laughs> filled with acid right now. Gotcha. Right, rightfully so. Yeah. Right. What else happened in '98? Blackie, a cat from the UK, uh, inherited twelve and a half million dollars <laughs> when his owner died. <laughs> I remember that? Uh, hold that that now Blackie holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the wealthiest cat ever. <laughs> you know, can and must be only one. What did Blackie do with the money? Blackie's got to be dead now. Blackie ran for president <laughs> <laughs> and, and won. <laughs> Blackie's a prime minister. Yeah, Blackie's big on Twitter. Uh, so. What else happened? Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal. Oh, yeah. The old cigar. Fucking interns lying about it, starting wars. <laughs> to cover little, it up. Sounds a little familiar. Yeah. yeah. That was like. It's a cycle, people. Compare, compared to what we have now, that was like child's play. Yeah. If you think about it, we wish we can go back to the good old days of that. Ah, uh, the innocence like a, of that time. Such yeah. an easy scandal. Yeah, really. Well, I think we've set the stage for uh, this time in in American history, uh, 1998, the Big Lebowski. Now, why, Joe, why, Mr. Alfano, did you decide to pick this movie for us to talk about today on Eat, Pray, Judge? I like the Coen brothers, kind of. Yeah, kind I mean, of. I think, yeah, <laughs> like I was telling you before, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good, but they're also kind of dicks in a way, which I guess you could say that about any, like, geniuses, <laughs> but... Um, I've saw the movie. I've seen this movie like it's got to be over 150 times. Right. Like, I've seen it, and the thing about this movie is like I hated it. Uh huh. <laughs> and I know a lot of people that love this movie say the same thing. Saw it once, I hated it. I saw it again, and then I don't know why. I saw it a third time. I think somebody forced me to watch it. I was just wa- I just watched it, and then once I saw it the third time, then it was ju- I was just hooked. I became like one of those cult fans, and it's like. I just kind of it's gonna sound cheesy, but it's almost like you know the song like Hotel California. Uh-huh. All right, so that f- takes on like each time you hear it, it takes on like a different meaning. So I kind of compare it to that, where every time I see this movie, it takes on something different. I always find something new about it. I always like something new about it, and it always like The Godfather. Yeah, or, or whatever. The Sopranos. Yeah, people have like songs and and movies they could say that for, but that's just it with the movie. Like every time. I see it. It just it's, it's something different about it. That 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 song was in this movie. Oh, the by the Gypsy Kings. By the Gypsy Kings. Yeah, yeah I didn't even re- when I said that. I didn't realize yeah, that. the Jesus right. introduction. Yeah. <laughs> the old Jesus. And they do it in Spanish. Which they is do nice. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a great. That's a great version. It is. It's the best version. Yeah, it I, is. I, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> I hate the <laughs> Eagles, it's much, man. It's a much better version. <laughs> um, yeah. That's interesting. So you actually started to like this movie more the more you watched it. I feel like I loved it the first couple of times I saw it. When I, I haven't, I probably haven't seen it in I would say twenty years. Really? Yeah, it's been a long, long wow. time. I saw it a bunch when I was in high school because it came out right when I was in uh-huh. high school, uh, and I loved it. And I liked it. I mean, honestly, a little less this time. Really? I don't know why. That's interesting. But we can get into it. Yeah, that's why we're here, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And uh, not in a bad way. I still love the movie, but it was. 
some of the novelty may have worn off for me. And I, I love the Coen brothers. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I uh, I think I saw this movie in a college. Uh, it was playing all the time in the dorm room yeah. that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't own this movie. I didn't own a TV or VCR, but I would go into my, my – some of my good friends who uh, maybe de- maybe they were selling weed at okay. the time. Maybe. And there was always – allegedly there was a lot of weed smoke coming out of the room. And all right. the Big Lebowski would be playing 24 <laughs> hours a day uh, in that room. On DVD? On DVD. And I on uh, VHS, VHS and Holy it would shit. and uh and I had a love hate relationship with this movie because I could on I could say I appreciated it and mm-hmm. I liked it and I liked my friends but I didn't like the, a lot of the people who loved this movie oh, okay. so people would walk in and be like the dude yeah <laughs> and they'd start quoting it <laughs> and it was in the same way that uh, maybe I would like Austin Powers if I watched it in a vacuum right but then like I'd hear lame people be like yeah baby and yeah. do that fucking voice because you took it on as like your movie and you don't want other people having an attachment to it maybe or like dickheads kind of kind of or like or uh, I just didn't I, I hear what you're saying with that and more just like I just uh I always think it's corny when people quote anything because mm-hmm. I'm like, come up with your own jokes. Mm-hmm. We can like this, but it's not. Right. And then uh, I think I also had – I was an uptight human being. Yeah. I was very type A, mm-hmm. especially at that time. And uh, this movie f- – there's some – I had an aversion <laughs> to okay. the dude as a slacker hero. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Wait, where where did you go to college? I went to uh, Bard College. Bard? Where the hell? Where is it? It's that? in upstate New York. It's like an hour and a half north of here. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I went to college in upstate New York, and I didn't like hate the people. There was a lot of like I went to school in Plattsburgh. Yeah. Which is a half hour from Canada, so there was a lot of people that were like the Big Lebowski walking around. They were like very crunch. It was very crunchy. Wow. A lot of hippies. A lot of people wearing tevas in the fucking snow. And like, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was just like, I hated them. A lot of corduroys, a lot of hacky sacks. So there were dudes everywhere. Yeah. And they didn't even know it. <laughs> they didn't know they were the dudes. True. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went to school in Oregon, and it was th- there were a bunch of uh, young dudes in training. Yeah. So you'd say that the people that like this movie would push you away from it? I think so. I, I get that. I yeah. tell of how I felt about the band Sublime. <laughs> 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 I actually never really liked the music, but I wasn't like, this is awful. And then I would right. see the people that listened to it, and I was like, fuck this fucking band. <laughs> it's like, I'll never listen to this you shit. You know, whereas I loved the band Sublime. <laughs> see, yeah, there you and go. I think it was a perfect be- – and, and I can't imagine – so here's why, though. It's like – uh, I grew up speaking Spanish. Uh, they're singing in Spanish. I Are was they? like, "Fuck yeah!" I like hip hop. They're quoting hip hop songs. I liked ska and punk at the time. You like was heroin? Like, there you go. Well, uh, dude, yeah. Who, who's not down with the brown? You <laughs> know like what I mean? It's like a fucking Golden Corral buffet of music, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pick a lane. You know what I like? I, I love Sublime is the tree, and I hate the fruit that came from the tree uh. because you can't. They did it right, but then every other band that had like a that they they create a Sugar Ray, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, we're they did create a Sugar Ray. Yeah, nothing <laughs> good came from that. <laughs> uh, People are dead. Sugar Ray. I had blonde tips in college <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a goatee. I'll show you guys a picture. <laughs> yeah, young Guy Fieri over oh, here. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere on that. I could actually go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, please, please. No, no, pu- I, no, we have to see it. <laughs> pull it up while we keep while we keep uh, moving forward with this. Go ahead. Podcast. Uh, well, um, so so we talked about the first time we saw it, and uh, this I actually don't remember the f- where I the was. First, yeah, me neither. I have honestly. no clue, and I don't even remember if it was in college because I was a junior in 1998. Yeah, and I graduated. Ni- so when it came out, I may have even seen it after. I graduated. Like I don't. I can't. Probably, most likely, I saw it in college, but I can't say for sure. Like I don't remember. So. It's uh, like because I was in college in ninety ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was already playing in the dorm rooms, so this was a oh. this was a cult hit as it came out. Yeah, really? it really was. Yeah, because it, it it got mixed reviews in the box office. Some yeah, it wasn't a good like movie. It. Like it, it, <laughs> in the theater, it wasn't. It wasn't a good movie at all. Like, right. I mean, it, it actually is like a collection of scenes to me, more th- more so than like a fully fledged like top to bottom movie. Oh Holy yeah, there, <laughs> oh my god, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Joe, Joe. you look like you were in Sugar Ray. Yeah, Joe, I had you look like t- <laughs> horrible, horrible. I was twenty. Look at how fat my face. It's twenty pounds heavier, right? Oh, that was before that the police, before the police academy, dude. You look right? like before I went in Sugar Ray as a teenager with a drinking problem, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Glan- glandular thyroid issue. <laughs> 
Uh, you need to send us that picture for, Absolutely. Uh, for promo on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 1,000%. That's there you go. <laughs> Anybody want to see Fat 19, Joe? 1998 in a nutshell. Sugar Ray. It was good. Like, uh, I don't know. It, was, it worked at the time. That's literally, I'm sure you got plenty and that's, of action. Uh, it's why I'm not, uh, not upset. I, I lost my hair. Because I had hair, and look what I did with it. <laughs> That's it. I was ir- like, not everybody with hair. Like, you guys seem pretty responsible with your hair. But if I had hair, I don't know. Yeah. Like, who knows what would happen? That like, looks- I might get a, you know, a mullet ironically or try, you know, like. You think who- your hair was like, fuck it, we're out of here. Yeah. It's just, I it see has, this. like Alf's haircut, but like bleached. Oh, brutal. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, at 25, I started like thinning, and I think it was from all that peroxide. I mean, that's, that you're, I not, put in. you're not wrong. No. And I'm happy you guys gave me a good, uh, <laughs> thank you. I got here to get shit on for my fucking hair in 1998, right? Oh, man. Uh, well, uh, so, I, like, uh, uh, this movie, really difficult to uh, describe the plot. It's and impossible. It feels <laughs> like the plot doesn't matter. And I'm sure if I had just watched this in a theater, I'd say, I don't know what just happened. Right. But it gave me feelings. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and and the same I'd say the same thing about God. Godfather, Two is one of the best movies ever made. Right. Um, and I can't imagine. I mean, sure. Only watching it once. Who's going to fucking argue that no. in the theater uh-huh. well, because it's so convoluted. It's so complicated. It's, it's tough to watch and in the sense. It's like a meandering plot because it just goes back and forth constantly. Do you, you think it's not to go off the rails? You think it's better than one? Obviously, I think uh, you yeah. think two is better than one. Absolutely, and but I think also it depends on your personality. Like right. one ends optimistically. One is a feel-good story about family, <laughs> like it, you know, it's a movie about being at the Olive Garden. You it's know, you're like we're here, we're family. It's closing great. doors on your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but two, two is the Empire Strikes Back. Yes, I you was know? just gonna right. It's it's cold. It's dark. It, right. it ends with uh with uh, our boy. Uh, Al Pacino's character becoming Darth Vader. Right. Yeah, I think the performances in two were better. Okay. I think that's the difference to me between. Wow, the we're two crossing films. movies here. This is yeah. Also, cool. Coppola filmed everything in the first Godfather super dark to the point where like the studio was like, you can't see right. anything. Like so the last Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. 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 They were like, exactly. I was watching it and I'm like, I can't fucking see anything. And right. then and the next day they're like, No, you're TV. You don't have the settings. You have to, you fucking read that. The guy who made that, the cinematographer, is like, No, no, no. It was like that on purpose. I'm like, No, yeah. it fucking wasn't. You forgot to set yeah. the shitty series finale yeah. settings on your yeah. <laughs> My 2019 <laughs> OLED TV. Your settings are low. I'm like, you fucking kidding me. But I'd say, like, so the reason I brought it up is that the first, the Godfather 2 mm. actually got bad reviews when it came right. out because uh, people saw it in the theater and, and they were like, I don't know what, what this is just so much. Right. It's a garbled mess. I can't, I don't know the plot. I can't follow it. Right. And that's the same thing with The Big Lebowski. These are movies that were made to be watched over and over right. and over again. And that's why I said it seems to take on something new every time you see it. Right. right. Like a good book. I also wonder if people that went to go see The Godfather 2 in theater, how many of them had not seen the first one or had any idea. Like They're like, oh, it's a mobster shoot 'em up flick. And right. It's like the, the fucking complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you know, think piece <laughs> on mafia and family. <laughs> people are just, you know, have no idea what it's to expect. It's about Sunday dinner. It's about gravies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, you know, I to bring it back to Lebowski, that's how I feel about this. Like, yep. even if you watch the trailer, the trailer uh, is like, <clears throat> this is a story about two friends who <laughs> got to solve a crime. But it's not. And it's at like, all. no, like the. The the solving the crime is there's a kid so uh, Lebowski, the dude so he's not even the big Lebowski isn't even the main character in this right yeah right, uh, but the dude is his mission in this movie <coughs> is to uh, help get a kidnapped woman back to her wealthy husband husband right and also to get reparations for his rug that has been peed upon mitterated upon <laughs> they're going to kill her walter and they're going to kill me <laughs> yeah and 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 uh and his very simple task of getting his rug back or getting compensation for his rug is what plunges him into this like kaleidoscope world of uh of different um like personalities. Right, but essentially that's why he was charged with the task, because he's a schmuck. You needed a sap to pin it on. <laughs> just met me. Right? That's why he was because he was a fucking yeah. he was a butthead. And he that's exactly the guy picked the perfect guy to do it. That's right. You, yeah. So it was fucking that was great. And he gets his ass kicked through the whole movie. 
And his <laughs> really apartment, does. yeah, his apartment door just gets knocked in so many fucking times. I like when he's nailing it in, yeah. and then I just pulls the door open because he did it on the wrong side. <laughs> this is a private residence, man. <laughs> you um, think we would have punished her, the marmot? <laughs> there, there's some similarities between this and what I think is probably my favorite Coen Brothers movie because I didn't even realize how many of their movies I've seen, but I've seen a lot of them. Uh-huh. Uh And it kind of reminds me of Nick Cage's character in Raising Arizona a little bit. Because he gets his ass kicked throughout the entire movie. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was one of my favorite. And the, like, they did something, like, they had, like, the trolley going up to the guy's house, like a camera shot that was, like, really interesting when they go all the way up into the kid's bedroom. You know what scene I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. In Raising Raising Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. And they... the movie was just fucking. I was like, "This movie's hilarious." I'd never seen anything like it. Actually, right, same that, to that point. I had never seen it like sort of like a, a blue collar, sort of working class absurd comedy, but with like such dark overtones. And the way that the Coen Brothers just basically make everything, they just find a way to f- find the humor in, in a, in a right. weird. It was really dark funny, and they used like a lot of weird shots and stuff yeah. like that. And it, I, I don't and know. the characters are like the. I mean, they they write everything, right? They right. don't rewrite. Apparently, they don't rewrite their own stuff. So whatever's in there stays in there. Yeah. And, and that they, character they wrote, the guy with the uh, bronze baby shoes, the biker. Yeah, still Smalls. The, yeah, Leonard Smalls. Still one of the coolest <laughs> fucking characters yeah, in any movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll kick his butt. Seen. No and Dan charge. Goodman's in that movie, too. John Goodman, yep. John, John Goodman. Goodman. John. Dan, Dan Goodman was not in that <laughs> Dan movie. Goodman. No. Dan, Dan Goodman, Goodman was very like funny comedian who, uh, who made a trailer for a movie that hasn't come out yet, but I'm rooting for, called Skinja. <laughs> Look that up on YouTube. Skinja. John, John Goodman in that movie is fucking incredible. My One of my favorite scenes with him is when he rears back to punch H.I. and scratches his hands on the ceiling of the trailer. Like yes. he goes to punch <laughs> right across. <laughs> man, oh man. Uh, the, these, uh, but these guys, the Coen brothers, they have uh, like several genres that they're able to do incredibly well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do the comedies like Raising Arizona, uh, with which has like a criminal aspect to it. But they also do some like grimier uh, just straight crime films like uh, Miller's Crossing. I've never seen it. Is uh, such a great it's it's an Irish gangster movie. OK. And they also in Fargo and No Country for Old Men. That was good. Which I would consider to be they still have elements of humor to them, but they are like darker and more grim. Yeah. Then these two. Yes. And then they'll do uh, movies that feel even more philosophical than this one, like a serious man. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and this is this uh, weird blend the Big Lebowski takes all of that, those noir crime elements that they had mm-hmm. uh, in like Blood Simple and Fargo, but then adds this like uh, Raising Arizona type character. Like, right. like they like they made a, a film noir, but instead of having a hard boiled detective at the center of it, they had like the who? least effective <laughs> human. Right, right, which right? is great. They're like all <laughs> over the map. My only knock on them, like I was telling you before, is that they don't make any mention of this movie the big lebowski they won't do interviews on it they won't they won't talk about it they won't talk about it they wouldn't show up i went to lebowski fest sure a couple of years that's ago that's crazy it was and amazing you, who did you dress up as i did not because i didn't know like it was all about what it was all about i just wanted to go as a spectator i think you could dress like a walter if you wanted to yeah i saw the i saw the homework somebody was dressed as the homework Cynthia. Oh wow! It was nuts. In a plastic no, bag. No, no stone was left on. It was amazing. <laughs> there was there was the homework. Somebody dressed up as the fucking credence. Somebody was a cassette tape. Yeah. Cynthia and Marty Ackerman from Hawaii. They yeah. were dressed up. People with like luggage, Hawaiian tourists. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably why they don't talk about it because this weird cult, fo- like almost like a uh, Comic Con style cult following to this movie. Yeah, but. Uh, Jeff Bridges, what, Jeff Bridges? Am I forgetting? No, that's him. Yeah, Jeff Bridges actually goes into dude character at times. He did, I forget whose Hollywood Walk of Fame thing he was at, where he did a whole thing as the dude. Yeah. I mean, so if he, he's not above it. He, he plays with no. it occasionally. He Why? Actually, he actually used a lot of his own clothes in the movie. That's fucking his amazing. jelly sandals. They said that he still wears <laughs> all that shit. I was just thinking, like, I wrote down in my notes. I was like, this is basically Jeff Bridges. Just playing a much poorer version of himself. Of himself. Yeah. So, so why, why do you, why do you got to be like holier than thou in that aspect? So I, mean, I, I lose a lot for them. I'm just like, you guys are fucking cunts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, why <laughs> being dicks? You guys just, be, you guys are being, hey, uh, why you heard it here dicks? first? Yeah. yeah, I was reading about the movie, and they were in San Francisco to see another film, and you know, just like 
under the radar mm-hmm. at some theater, and then there was a bunch of posters for Big Lebowski. So he was like kind of curious. One of the Cohen brothers went up to the lady at the counter and was like, "Why do you have all these posters?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "We show it every night at 11 p.m. and people come dressed up." She had no idea who he was, and he was like, "Really?" And she was like, "Yeah, you should come check That's it out." That's hilarious. That's like Rocky like, they didn't Horror. Tell her. Yeah. Do they still do that? Uh, I don't. I mean, this was probably I would say five years after the film came out. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the religion that they formed is... Uh, they formed an actual movie, religion, yeah. Is uh, Dudism. Dudism. Dudism, sure. that's right. Which is like a ver- uh, almost a version of Taoism. It's like the, ch- the Church of Maradona. Pacifism and... Uh, that's crazy. You know, but uh, but I think that the metaphor for the dude in this is that he's a tumbleweed, you know? Right. The opening scene is is a tumbleweed rolling through Los Angeles. That cowboy music playing. And uh, and that's all Jeff Bridges' character is, really, is he's this tumbleweed going with the flow, going from situation to situation to situation, but he keeps an even keel the whole time. Wow, very philosophical. Bumbling. Key. Very nice. And that I think that is where that, that concept of the dude, dudism, w- wanting to right. be like that, um, being cool and calm under pressure. And, you know, the first movie I saw that made me feel that way was f- uh, – it's very different, but somewhat similar is Fletch. <laughs> I think I got really high and I watched <laughs> Fletch. <laughs> Good movie. And I thought, and I watched um, how I wrote down at the time in my journal. I was like Chevy Chase, a cool cucumber, <laughs> calm under pressure, you know, because yeah. he's never he's unflappable uh-huh. in that movie. As every situation comes up, and he's a, but instead of being like the dude, the the difference is that he lies. Right. <laughs> You know, Fletch lies in every situation to sort of become whatever the people need him to be. Mm-hmm. To uh, whereas the dude doesn't care. He kind of lies <laughs> too, though. Yeah. Uh, when, ca- when does he? He lies to Treehorn. Yeah, in that he, one scene. Yeah, and then uh, papers, business papers, <laughs> papers. <laughs> well, money is business. <laughs> is business papers. It was on the, the Seattle Seven. It was me and. Six other guys. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I took your rug. Well, that solves that case. <laughs> I wouldn't hold out much for the tape deck or the yeah. credence. He's he's a uh, the dude is a man perfect for the time. Right. Uh, that's what they say in the narration at the beginning. But he's also a man out of time. Right. Like he's still living in the sixties. I don't think he. I agree with you. I don't think he would have lied. I think just in this situation he was in, it was kind of like forced him to lie. And I don't yeah. think he was comfortable with it. No, he had like no idea what he was doing. Right. He was just he trying just to protect fu- himself. <laughs> 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 he was completely lost. But he, he stays calm no matter what. Right. Which, is, which is uh, really, uh, I think, um, the first time I saw this, I mean, it, it annoyed me because I like protagonists who who uh, uh, are give a struggle and fight back. Right. And so, but he... And an, uh, an example is very early in the movie when those two thugs come to his apartment and they shove his head in the toilet. Right. And they're like, where's the money? And he's like, let me check down here again. And like, <laughs> he stays totally composed right. no matter what they do. He flips out on Walter a couple of times. He definitely does. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, also when the ferret gets tossed in the bathtub, yeah. he flips out a little bit there. But yeah, when, <laughs> when he gets the urn, the urn, the ashes, Donnie's ashes. Right. <laughs> and that's when he actually... I love that scene for that reason because right. like that was like he oh, just yeah, yeah, he yeah. hit the tipping point um, like immediately there he was like that's it he's like what the fuck is wrong what the fuck with fuck you man? Have to do with about Vietnam yeah and yeah. then he immediately like calms down that's yeah. another trope of eighties and nineties movies Vietnam always plays some weird part in like a sort of a subplot or subtext in the background like well you s- uh, there's an irony there <coughs> because both uh, Walter and uh, and the dude are stuck in the sixties right and. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the irony to me is that you have a p- a pacifist hippie right. whose best friend is a Fucking PTSD addled Vietnam vet, <laughs> Jewish convert, <laughs> and 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 it's like they are they're wedded together through their experience of of living yeah. through the sixties. But they're right. barely friends fundamentally <laughs> speaking. You know what I mean? Like how? <laughs> like it, there's no bowling, reason. Bowling. Bowling is the great the common denominator. Yeah. Let's go get Elaine, Donnie. Our rituals, you know. <laughs> Um, I, this well, is probably, I would say, one of the most stellar casts I've ever seen assembled of just uh, character actors. I hate using that term because mm-hmm. what separates a char- like a truly great character actor from a leading man is what good looks. Who gives a shit? These actors are like pretty much every one of them in their own right is, is exceptional. Right. Dude, everyone took their tiny, their little role little. and ran with it. Yeah. Police chief of Malibu. What a... And thank so you. was that, though? I don't know his name. But th- his character just... 
uh, you think L.A., you think, oh, cool and groovy, and then you ha- you have to remember that the police force in L.A. is just a bunch of fascists. Yeah, it's like yeah. a KKK. And, yeah, and like Stay the out po- of Malibu, deadbeat. police brutality <laughs> and like, you know, kicking yeah. it like, hey, you can't be in my rich neighborhood. Right. Like, that guy was the worst. Yep. But I mean, uh, what a great actor. <laughs> Fargo, which came out, I think, two years prior to this in 96. So they, they I mean, they used Steve Buscemi in probably the smallest role imaginable for him like he had maybe five lines and yeah. he was just so good in it a lot great. of those guys like yeah. you, you know how like films use like the same crew oh, they love like that. adam sandler yeah. has like his you see the same recurring yeah. people like vince vaughn whatever but david huddleston uh was saying he was the the, the big, big lebowski. lebowski he never got another role from the coen brothers after that that was it wow oh, really? yeah so racially he's pretty cool yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> Yeah, so he was compl- not complaining, but he was just saying that he expected like maybe to pop up somewhere else. He was never in another Coen Brothers film after that. And Sad. those guys literally use the same people almost every production. Like John Goodman's been in all of their movies. This right. was his favorite character that he ever played. By the way, really? Like, yeah, he he loved this. He one. was he was awesome. I'd, I'd watch a spinoff with him. I thought every every time he was on screen was awesome. How do you um, feel about the Jesus uh, spinoff? Well, I haven't even looked one? at the trailer yet. Yeah, it's out. What? Pete Davidson is in it. Really? Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I think it's. I mean, it's Torturo, right? Yeah. Okay. I feel the name of the movie is uh, shit. Holy Rollers. No, it's something with Je- <laughs> it's something with Jesus in it. But I'm surprised you guys didn't know about this. No. On a Big Lebowski podcast. <laughs> well, oh, all right. Out research by a fucking undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> you hop in the turnstile. Oh, about that movie. I also <laughs> never knew that these guys directed Spies Like Us, which is one of my favorite. movies. I didn't know that either. I, I we're Americans. That yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I, I absolutely love that movie. But, I mean, now, like, you know, looking back, I could see their influence on that movie for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I didn't know they made a Jesus spinoff. I love Jesus. Yeah, he, it was all, the Coen brothers had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But I, that's why I'm like, I'll, I'll see it, I guess, but I don't have high expectations. I mean, Wait, they had nothing to do with it? No. Oh, okay. It was all on, it was all on his own. See, John's this could, this could be a know. Better Call Saul situation. Mm-hmm. This is this was going on for years, like uh, the the making of this. It took like a very very long time. It was it was in the works for a very long time, and then uh, the Coen brothers were like, they gave the okay as far as like you could do. They, they in other words, they were not going to stand in the way. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want, but we're not. We'll have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Not in like a dick way, but you know. Well, who knows? I don't know. But anyway, it's out and uh, it's made and it's coming out or it came out. I'm not. A hundred percent on that. I mean, that's a, the, a brilliant thing that the Coen brothers do is that they they give all of their little characters so much life and mm-hmm. so much of a backstory that you can watch any of their movies and sort of point to car- any of the characters that just walk on screen for a moment. Right. And think, what is this person's life when they're not? They here take on right a life now. of their own. That's hilarious because even the guy, the cop. He kind of looks like Dom Herrera. Oh, mate, no, Dom Herrera is a limo driver. He's a limo driver. Yeah, that's right. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy, the cop at the uh, the, the the junkyard that, when he goes leads. Yeah, leads that guy. That, right. Like something like that is is fucking hilarious. And then Dom Herrera plays the limo driver, and then yeah, there's a million. Dafino, the detective. Like exactly. Yeah, I told you I know this fucking movie. <laughs> I told, I've seen it a lot. Fucking and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it, this movie reminds me of uh, Pulp Fiction in okay. some ways, in that they're, you know, it, th- in this film, uh, you're looking for this rug, right? Getting the rug back, and, and that's Pulp the one Fic- with the suitcase. Yeah, and Pulp Fiction's the one with the suitcase, and they both are movies that sort of represent this quirky version of L.A. Right, uh, and can be interpreted in a million yeah. different ways. Uh, like yeah, the, the underworld, but kind of neo noir, like you said earlier, was kind of what yeah. this is, right? I think they're both uh, influenced by Raymond Chandler's writing. Yeah, I He's think The Big Lebowski is way better. I've never even seen, you're going to be surprised, I've never seen Pulp Fiction end-to-end. Hmm. Really? I've seen large <laughs> chunks of it, but yeah. I've never seen it front-to-back. These are both, both these movies are movies that uh, don't feel like you need to watch them front-to-back. Right. Like you can hop in yeah. at any moment. Well, Pulp Fiction, it was like in your dorm, there was, f- everybody had a fucking, you knew the, what the movie was. Right. I mean, everybody had like a Pulp Fiction poster. Like you couldn't go anywhere without seeing something about it, hearing about it. It was like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying I haven't, you know, seen it front-to-back. Well, that but one was specifically split up in like little vignettes of like, you know, you, you can watch each like right. short 20 minute movies basically right yeah 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 uh, well, the mo- I, yeah go ahead 
No, it's just I was going to say one big conceit to Pulp Fiction that's different than this is that it's not told linearly, where mm. this is told linearly. Linear, okay. It's just that, uh, but they're both vignettes. Right. Um, the movie, the, the Jesus movie, is li- literally called The Jesus the Je- Rolls. Oh, okay. And okay. it's got like an all-star cast. John Torturo, Bobby Cannavale, Christopher Walken, John Hamm, Susan Sarandon, and uh, yeah, Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. But it's written and directed by John Torturo. Right. And I love John Torturo, so that's, I mean, I, it got... Didn't get great ratings <laughs> that way. Twenty three <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's really? not surprising. Well, I mean, see it. I don't. You don't judge by that because, like we said, no, when course. this movie came out, like no one thought. I mean, I'm sure it's not gonna. I don't know. I don't want to say anything about it because I haven't seen it. But who knows? It could be good. I just. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like these things. Like doing a spinoff of something like 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 that's held in such high regard. Like this movie is hard to like. It's all. It's like it, it's like if your dad is a an amazing stand up comedian, right. You probably shouldn't go into stand up, right? Because. You, you have so, uh, a huge shadow. Yeah, it's to, gonna. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they're not. He's probably not trying to make the next big Lebowski, but you know. Or if your dad's a president of the United States, you probably right. shouldn't like become president because some towers will fall while yeah. you're doing it. Or if like your dad's a plumber and then like you don't <laughs> go into the same union <laughs> and you decide to do something else and then he just holds it against you for the rest of your life, <laughs> calls you a pussy at family functions and stuff like that. And then your other cousins who are plumbers, you know, something like that. I get, yeah, I totally get it. It's like not, it's all about not living up to what your dad <laughs> wanted you to be, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like so, kind of, I get it. <laughs> like that. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so another note on this one is like there was very little improv, as I think I I may have mentioned or alluded to earlier. They write every line. Yeah, the only one that was uh when he when when uh the dude called that guy a human paraquat, <laughs> which was a fucking great line, but every like that was the only really improvised line. And they let Torturo do a couple of like m- movements on his own, like that backwards dance that he did, right, based off Muhammad Ali. And that was what Torturo uh, brought. He's yeah, like, look, yeah, I'll do the role. Dancing. Yeah. Even uh, I saw an interview with the girl who plays the cashier who receives the check for 67 cents, the one chewing the gum in the beginning oh, yeah, of the yeah. movie. Uh, and he pays with a Ralph's. He's got a Ralph's card. It's the his first thing I ID. did when I went to San Francisco was stand in front of Ralph's and take a picture. It was fucking <laughs> hilarious. But the girl that played the, um, the cashier, she said that as well. But she also mentioned that they were very nice. And uh, like the scene was easy because they like helped her, right? Know, like, oh, she was a real uh, cashier. She, I don't know about that, but I think she was just like a regular girl, right? Like yeah. she was. It wasn't any like type of big actress, obviously, or anything like that. But yeah, she said they were like pretty cool. They were saving money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> That's the best. George Bush was in that. That was fucking. The details are so specific and wonderful. The that's fact right. that they have George Bush. No, but that's when he kind of like copies everything. The dude, because what does George Bush say in the beginning? This, oh, he talks about like aggression or something like that. And then he's having a conversation. This aggression will not this, stand. This yeah. aggression will not stand, man. And he does it again later in yeah. the movie in the parlance of our times. Yeah. Because uh, Maud is talking about Jackie Treehorn. This slut, blah, blah, in the parlance of it. And then he uses it later. Yep. So he kind of like is That's a true. doofus. He's fucking copying off everybody. <laughs> like he just doesn't have his own shit. He's, he's like just, a puppet. Yeah, sponge. he's just picking up. Things as he's picking up things, and I lose the fact that he, he picks up as he goes, like yeah. so whatever he finds, he uses chunks of everything and just throws it into his own, I mean, like a, a tumbleweed yeah, picking exactly. up the schmutz off yeah. of the sidewalk. So, for a, a pacifist hippie to quote George Bush, he also yeah. has a he also has a uh, a framed picture of Nixon bowling in his house, <laughs> which is great. Tricky Dick, Tricky Dick, that's great. And the the whale, hey uh, hey Monty, I like uh oh the the fist bump was improvised. Which one? And he goes, it's already the uh, tomorrow's the 12th. Far out. And he's oh, like, yeah. I love <laughs> Slipped around under your door and he, he gives us the fist pump. That was, I believe, improvised. Even that character. That guy's so fucking great. The landlord who, and, and you don't know he's a landlord right away. Right. You just think that he is, he's a punisher. First no, but he's off. also like kind of afraid. He seems kind of like reluctant to even, he, you could tell he looks up to him. Yeah. And he's kind of like reluctant to even ask for the rent that's fucking, it's like two weeks into the month. And he's like, <laughs> dude, it's already far out it's like, <laughs> and he has the uh, dance quintet at crane jackson fountain street theater and we actually go later and we see that dance <laughs> yeah, performance right, right. <laughs> which was great and it's such a the, this movie has so many callbacks and it's a genius right. use of callbacks because you for, i forgot by that point that that character even existed right and then when we end up 
uh, in this recital. I'm like, what is happening? It's, it's bizarre. We'll go there after <laughs> the uh, what have you. Braze the kid should be a pushover. But that <laughs> stolen car thing actually happened. Oh. That's based on like real stuff. Like mm. I think with the producer or the real big Lebowski, the human like human like whoever the character was based on, which is like a, a Hollywood producer. Like that car scene kind of like really happened with the guy's car and finding homework in the car. I believe. Oh, I believe well, that makes you. sense. So that's kind of tough to create. Yeah, because I was reading. I think I know a little too much about this fucking movie, but yeah, yeah. I went like overboard. This is this and like Lord of the Rings are like the only movies that I've got this far into everything else i'm just like so this character walter's character uh played by uh john goodman mm -hmm. he he is inspired by the director john milius okay and uh, i love john milius's work he he's pretty uh right-wing dude but mm -hmm. he made the movie uh red dawn oh i saw that a couple of weeks ago it's horrible the 1984 version yes. with patrick Swayze. yeah there's no and, other version uh, well they they remade it no they didn't that's <laughs> like them making fucking goonies 2 it's like or uh, total no. recall yeah or like caddyshack 2 which shouldn't even exist like yeah. that's just a, a shame sure. but anyway red dawn was horrible how do they walk into town and not get shot like they're away <laughs> and they just they just go shopping like you need to get out of here it's like what are you talking about and i i forgot that they were taken over by cubans right i thought it was russians it, it was cubans and russians working cubans with uh, nicaraguans i think the initial the scene was was the, the russians coming in i think yeah right? that's why i was so confused yeah, there's yeah. so many different forms of spanish dialect <laughs> and i'm like who's fucking who in, like they ran out of like cuban extras so they're like the, the cubans that you know guys that spoke yeah, uh, yeah. Spanish and like I'd bring some Russians in and then it, Cubans. It was a coalition of the willing. Right. It was uh, an international <laughs> force invading <laughs> the United States. They probably filmed that scene on Ash Wednesday or yeah. something. Let's just invade Denver. Where were they in Denver? <laughs> and then and then the guy just gives them his daughters. He's like, Yeah, take my daughter. Like you're just gonna if I have a sixteen year old daughter, I'm not giving another Patrick Swayze on a horse, you know? It's like <laughs> they're in a the house, they're in a the cabin. I don't like, know. I think I might give my daughter to Patrick Swayze on a horse, but yeah, fuck it. Point you could well noted. You could right. do worse. <laughs> that dude could rip a guy's throat out. They're in the basement and he's just like, hey, take my daughters into the woods. Like yeah. you're fucking drinking hot chocolate. You know? Should we talk since it is vignette? Should we talk about favorite scenes here? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Joe, I would, I would like you to lead oh, off. It's, there so is, many. There is none. Like, I can't. There's no order. Like I said, it changes all the time. But uh, one of my favorites was um, the police chief of Malibu. Yeah. When uh, he comes in, he's fucking wasted, and he throws a coffee mug off his head. That was uh, that was one right. of my yeah that was because he has no idea what's going on he's like and he speaks to authority like it's the sixties yeah he's like yeah. hey man like, <laughs> <laughs> Lord Ronald Kuby right the guys like who the fuck is this guy he's sleeping he's like you know drugged up from being at Jackie Treehorn's house right? yeah. And then he just bricks him in the head with a fucking coffee mug and that like things really spiral out of control after that because then he gets kicked out of the cab. Right? Yeah, goes, get yeah. out of my fucking cab. And that's what we learn about the Eagles. I love that. that I hate the fucking Eagles. That line was great. Yeah. I uh, still say that every time I hear an Eagles song. I like the Eagles. I like their story anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I saw the history of the Eagles one and two. It's like six hours long. It was fucking interesting, man. Like, even if I don't like you as a band, like, I hate the Grateful Dead and I hated people that like the Grateful Dead. Ditto. But I like their story. Their yeah. story is fucking oh, amazing. Yeah. Totally. It's like I like uh, Oliver Stone's movie, The Doors. Right. And then I'm like, maybe I'll listen to some Doors and I, I can't get through more than one song. Right. I think if you're older than 13 and not super high, The Doors aren't for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that Oliver Stone movie, Timeless. That was it's one of his everyone. best movies, in my opinion. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. But I think Val Kilmer was awesome. Yeah, that was a good movie. But I, yeah. So back to that. So I don't, I don't hate the Eagles. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I just don't. I'm not gonna hate. You know, the dude doesn't like him. But the, as a, as a, anyway. So yeah, that was my my favorite uh, scene, the police chief scene. One I of, one of like anyway. when uh, so Lebow, uh, the dude, he's gonna he, his life is great when he does not have attachments to things right he doesn't even care about getting compensation for the rug that gets <laughs> peed on but then he listens to uh walter be like this this shouldn't stand man you got to go talk to the big lebowski right. and get your money and so my favorite scene one of my favorite scenes is when he goes and meets the big lebowski for the first time uh -huh. and the uh, with a young philip seymour hoffman oh yeah uh, showing him all of the lebowski's plaques and awards and achievements yeah. and you just see how little the dude gives a fuck about <laughs> yeah. all of these uh earthly uh accolades that mm -hmm. somebody can get and and i l just yes yeah, so philip seymour hoffman's character is like the stuck up 
uh, assistant. Pretentious asshole, yeah. And then and then the confrontation between Lebowski and the dude. What day is today? <laughs> what do you think about? Why are you not dressed for work, <laughs> sir? You need to get a job. What do, what do you think about when he looks into the the? That's one of my favorite parts too. When he looks into the man of the year mirror, yeah, and just kind of huh, like <laughs> just kind of looks and huh, like that's yeah, that's yeah. I was gonna get that mirror. <laughs> I've, I've given I've given that out twice as a Christmas present to two different people. That's fucking that's great. A, that's a great gift for people. That is a great gift for yeah. people. Yeah. Big Lebowski. That's what I was thinking. He kind of gazes at himself and is like, huh. you know. Sure. Well, it's it, it's uh, and the Coen brothers are really great at repetition and sort of visual rhymes. Like you hear earlier that Lebowski is the man for our time right. and place. And then you see the image of him as right. the man of the year. Yeah. 1998. I like the scene. Uh, I mean, I love the John Goodman scene with the uh, uh, the kid. The, uh, well, I forgot the kid's name now, but the, the homework scene where Larry, Larry, Larry yeah. Sellers. That's right. We know that this is your homework, Larry. <laughs> yeah. And we, we already know we're going to cut your dick off. <laughs> just watching him get progressively like he's trying to be calm and play like good cop. Yeah. Kind of, or like just any cop. And he gets immediately enraged. Also, in the edit, like the uh, the the TV edit for that scene, uh-huh. it's he, instead oh. of saying this is what <laughs> happens strange. when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Yeah. It's uh, this is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps. That it's one of the greatest uh, uh, voiceover yeah sensors incredible. Yeah, that's yeah the most creative one I think I've ever heard. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I love I love that. That scene was great. Just because watching him try to be diplomatic for about eight seconds and then just just absolute inability to even. Corral his anger or his PTSD. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he walks in, in front of a child. <laughs> the, no, and not, the guy's like on the seconds. iron lung. Yeah, the guy's in. Th- and a good day to you, yeah. sir. Like, <laughs> he has health problems. Like, oh. <laughs> Arthur Digby Sellers, 156 episodes, dude. Bulk That's of the true. series. Branded, right? Yeah, and yet his son is a fucking dunce. Is a dunce. <laughs> Kid, kid, that's a kid you want on your side. Didn't say a fucking word. <laughs> Larry, stonewall me. He had the <laughs> mouth of a statue. Uh, I also love the final scene with Donnie. Not the one where he actually has a heart attack, but when he bowls and then the, and the spare stays like that last pin. Kind of new foreshadowing. Yeah, I was like, but it was just that's his life. Yeah, just like, <laughs> uh, just like just sadly, just like pathetically tragic in like a completely insignificant way. Just like getting a spare. Instead of getting instead of that strike, and like he dies of a heart attack, just doing nothing. What is Donnie's backstory? You know, how did he get hooked up with Walter with those and guys? The dude? Yeah, phone's ringing, dude. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't bowling. I mean, that's he, the only. He just kind of is in the middle to, I think, absorb a lot of the stuff between Walter yeah. and uh, the. Um, the dude. The dude. I'm sorry. The dude. Yeah. yeah. So he, he was the outlet for Walter's rage, basically. Yeah. Because he couldn't do it to the dude or else they would have their you know, story. Right. They that, bounce that, a lot of uh, a sh- uh, shit off him. Yeah. Animosity. Shut, shut the fuck up, Don. Every fu- time he right. would say anything about anything. Three is the magic number. You need to have one of those. You need to have fodder. A buffer. Yeah, a buffer. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I love the hallucination or the, 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 the drugging scene at Treehorns. I also love how they introduced Treehorns' whole vibe to the movie. It's just the woman, like the the naked girl on the trampoline. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Thing. He treats objects like women, yeah, man. Yeah. Who's that? Ben Gazzara, right? Ben Gazzara, and he is in another movie as a ladies' man. Uh, uh, it's another uh, L.A. noir crime film. Oh, Roadhouse. The Roadhouse. <laughs> He's also he is in villain. fucking Roadhouse. We covered him yeah. in that. Oh, right. fucking great that's movie. Where, that's where I knew but him. But my <laughs> favorite is uh, Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Is oh, a Ben Gazzara movie from the seventies. No, no, I never even heard of that. And if you like his character as Jackie Treehorn, go back to watch that. That's great. It's, it's like the it basically it's Jackie Treehorn as the hero of the movie. Roadhouse. That's another good one, though. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you cover that already. We're we're, bi- we're big fans of the Swayze oeuvre. Yeah. All we right. also covered uh, Point Break. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen. I didn't really get too into that one. I, I know it's like known for being cheesy. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode <laughs> and you want to go back into our uh, into our vault and hear our Patrick Swayze reviews, go check out Roadhouse and <laughs> uh, Point Break. Nice plug. It's all about plugs. Nice work. Uh, loved. Uh, I loved Julianne Moore in this as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it made me want to look up the Fluxus art movement, which she kind of, because she is uh, her art is known for being very vaginal, which some men don't like. Right. Even vaginal. the word vagina. 
<laughs> all up in your face <laughs> with what? She's very confrontational in this and thinks that she's shocking to people. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I like is how unflappable the dude is. He's like, whatever. <laughs> okay, can I get another white Russian, please? Yeah. Jeffrey, love me. Which I don't understand. <laughs> white Russians are delicious. Oh, my God. It's like a milkshake. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. No, it's... Uh it's like cotton candy oh, in a glass. So go- it's it's good. There's it's just something fundamentally wrong to me about mixing alcohol and milk or cream. Maybe, but we got into them in college a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's that's yeah. when you do do that. No, because they had this drink, and I, like I said, I went to Plattsburgh, and it was a, a fuck. I forget the name of the place, but they had this drink called a Cocaine Lady, uh-huh. which was just heaven on earth. It was the the best drink, and I actually almost got in a lot of trouble years late, like my 21st birthday. Drinking white Russians. Um, <laughs> That's how every good story yeah. starts. So I, w- I forget where I was. I was, I was with friends, obviously. And then I had I had a, rode my mountain bike to this guy's house, right? And we're drinking white Russians. And I'm like, hey, you probably shouldn't drive. Uh, ride your bike. And I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. would be fine. So I crossed. I remember just being hammered. And I crossed a busy intersection, not even looking. Almost got hit by a car. Just went right across, and then I was driving home, and there was like this turn, this big like uh, like an S turn, and instead of turning, I went straight, and I hit the curb, and I went straight over the handlebars and landed directly on my head. If I wasn't wasted, I would a hundred percent be paralyzed. Right. I landed on Amanda. But your muscles were all relaxed. All relaxed. I huh. landed on Amanda Zapulo's driveway. She was. She lived down a block from me. I was in a wife beater, and I woke up on the driveway covered in blood, and my uh-huh. chip, my my tooth was chipped. Yeah. And I was covered in blood, and then I got home. I'm like, Mom, I flipped over the handlebars, and she's like, uh, Go to bed. And that was it. And I went to bed. So that's my white Russian story. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Twelve hours of sleep won't help. Yeah. Right. No. My mom was yeah. just like, Leave me alone. You know. Uh, in your early twenties, when you can sleep like fifteen hours. Oh, forget it. Just wake up I'm rested. Like up fucking. Five o'clock every morning, nervous for no reason, right? <laughs> Thinking about <laughs> how it's going to end. <laughs> you know, how's it going to end today? It's so true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Life. If only we could all live like the dude. Yeah. With no schedule. Unemployed, man. Uh, bubble into ass backward situations. Just uh, wearing jellies. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to do. And then you come out here and sit in traffic in Brooklyn for like 30 seconds and all that shit just goes yeah, out. Yeah, all that pacifist yeah. nonsense. I'm, I'm on dies. the bull, bullhorn yelling at people like, yeah. uh well, um, we're uh, we're running down the clock right now. I uh, what what uh what do you say about this movie? Any final thoughts or words? It's amazing, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna if I accidentally have kids one day, I'm gonna pass it along to them. And uh, no, it's uh, it's great. I watched it in preparation to this, and like I picked up where it left off. It's still it's still it still holds. The dude abides. Yeah. So I I'd say uh, this is a movie that's kind of like a like a good book. You can watch it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and you can pick it up at any place in the movie, and enjoy a vignette. Uh, also, the soundtrack is killer. Yes, every actor uh, went on to do greater things, uh, and they're tremendous in this. The way that the Coen brothers flesh out characters is uh, is awesome. Not to cut you off, yeah. As I cut you off, what's your favorite song from the movie? What's my favorite song, dude? I just I like the uh, the Bob Dylan one that you heard at the beginning. Man and Me. Yeah, my favorite. I like that and the one at the end, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, send me uh, Dead Roses. Dead yes. Roses, Rolling Stones. Yeah, but the uh, Hotel California in Spanish by the oh, Gypsy that's Kings ridiculous. That's great. Is, is fantastic. That's, that's a great. great one. Yeah. I also like the just checked in to see what condition my condition was in. Kenny Rogers is that? Yes, that is who that is. Yeah, that's a great fucking song. Yes, yeah. you guys learned a lot from me in this podcast. I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was Kenny Rogers. But uh, as I've gotten older, the movie's gotten better, mm-hmm. and I would give it um, out of a ten. I would give it a. Uh, a nine milky mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I would give it, uh, man. I, it's it's. You can watch this movie for any number of reasons. Just because if, even if you like film, the Coen Brothers are always movies you should watch just to right. see how they write. Um, but I mean, the the cast, like each performance and and the level of acting is amazing. Like right. everybody is just perfect. I mean, even Sam Elliott, small role, Donnie. John Torturo, John Goodman is incredible. Yeah. Probably one of the best character actors of our generation, without Great. question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's no way not to watch it. I would give it eight out of ten. Eight out of ten jellies, Mil- man <laughs> jellies. Funny. And there's people that I'm like friends with that some of our only connections are seeing each other and just doing lines from the movie. Yeah. So it's just you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah I love it. It brings people together. Yeah. 
It's great. And then Lebowski fat. I got to look into that. I think I want to go. You should definitely check it out if it's uh, still around. It was at Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it was close, close. by. So I don't know if they, if they have it again or if they still have it, but um there's Lebowski fests everywhere. And they're not and they are cheesy, but it's you got to see. You got to go at least once. What do they call the one at Brooklyn Bowl? I think it was just Lebowski Fest. It's like a touring thing. It was like an I think it started in Iowa cuz like these people that were like obsessed with the movie like us yeah uh, they they wrote a book about it and they were just like nerds about it and they they started lebowski fest i think it started in iowa and then it just went to other cities yeah well i could see you with a bullhorn driving around uh yelling out lebowski lines yeah that's actually a good idea building a following maybe i'll go do it yeah maybe we'll do it if it's in brooklyn maybe you come along in the chariot and uh (laughs) get on get on the horn not everybody can handle the bullhorn people get secondhand embarrassment from that sure see that it's tough it's loud yeah it's very loud this is definitely my top in my top two favorite bowling movies of all time what's yeah. your first bowling movie i think kingpin might be my favorite bowling movie whoa is there a third <laughs> that's i don't think so that's the big question no. all right okay well uh hey listeners if you can think of another bowling movie that you like <laughs> why don't you tweet us that or uh dm us uh, on our instagram feed anyway I this is uh <coughs> this is gabe pacheco uh thank you so much for listening please rate review and subscribe a uh, big thank you to Joe Alfano. And where can uh, people find you again? What's the name of the podcast? Thank you for having me. I'm going to send my um, Sugar Ray picture to you. <laughs> and then maybe you could stick the microphone out the window and I'll yell with the bullhorn. We can close out like that. Love and it. Uh, you could find my car cast is called There Goes the Neighborhood. And it's on Instagram and YouTube. And it's I at I am Joe Alfano and YouTube Joe Alfano Comedy. Nice. Right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.